his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. According to the latest figures from the CDC, the median height of an adult male in the U.S. is five foot nine. For women, it's five foot four. But what if you're in the 50% who fall below those numbers? Does it matter to you? Well, for many people, it does. They want to be taller. There's probably a lot of people who are above average in height who'd like to be taller. And that got me to thinking. What if you really could add some height as an adult, even after you stop growing? Well, a procedure to lengthen people's legs does exist, and it's been growing in popularity. A 2020 BBC report found it's being performed hundreds of times every year. Earlier this spring, a California man went into a leg lengthening procedure at five foot seven. He'll be 5'10 by the time he fully recovers, about a year after surgery. I'm your host, Mike Rogers, and this is Something Offbeat, where I take a look at the headlines that make you do a double take. From tattoos to leg lengthening, we humans, we've been modifying our bodies for a long time. And while the techniques have become more advanced, Rebecca Lester, a professor of anthropology at Washington University in St. Louis, says body modification is nothing new. Going all the way back to, you know, 3200 BCE, we have evidence of body modification. So it's a very long human practice. What sorts of things did they do back then? Back then it was primarily tattooing, at least that we have record of. There are other kinds of skin things that people do, but that that one we have as, as tattoo is from that time period. Body art. But I guess as technology yeah. has advanced through the years now, we can, I mean, you can do just about anything, right? You really can. Yes. Is that tempting for a lot of people? And why do you think that might be? You know, I think it is for a lot of people um, in different ways, you know, in different degrees for different people, certainly. But I think there's, especially in the United States, perhaps this, this idea of owning your body and that it's something that you can make into what you want it to be. Last fall, the Scoot in the Afternoon show on Odyssey's WWL in New Orleans discussed the stigma surrounding tattoos and invited listeners to join the conversation. And turns out people of all ages are taking ownership of their bodies. I'm 69 years old, almost 70, and I got my first tattoo two months ago. I want to say I'm very proud of all four of my grown children. They all have tattoos. 
I'm 45 years old, and I just got my first two sleeves. I myself am ink-free, but the way things are going, I may be in the minority before long, because what's now considered pushing the envelope when it comes to appearance is different than it was 50 years ago. Back in the 1960s, the Beatles were rebels for having long hair. In the 70s, tattoos were a way to break the mold. But as those generations have aged, the stigma around body art has faded. Tattoos are, it's, it's a work of art for so many people. And so many tattoos now are so meaningful that I really, I, I never understood the criticism of people with tattoos. And I don't understand why people can be so judgmental as to judge somebody's character based on their tattoos. And as the decades have passed, we've become even more creative when it comes to altering our appearance. Are there that many people out there who are unhappy with the way they look, with their bodies, that they feel the need to do something like this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, many of us engage in body modification all the time, maybe not with surgical procedures, but if you go to the gym or, you know, watch what you eat or whatever, and these are ways of forming our body into aesthetically what we want it to be and also you know other things than aesthetics but shaping our bodies the way that we want them scarification is one that is uh, fairly common in certain parts of the world piercings um, lengthening or constricting parts of the body, branding, gauging or stretching kind of within the ears or the lips, various kinds of implantations, head flattening is something that has been documented, teeth filing, gold teeth, constricting bands around the head. Then you get into things like breast implants, vaginoplasty, hymenoplasty, male circumcision, castration, clitoridectomy, female genital cutting. I mean, there's just so many things. I've got to ask you about head flattening. That's one I've never heard. Among uh, certain Native American groups, they would strap a board onto the front of the baby's head at kind of an angle. So what that would do is as the head grew, you know, the skull is pretty malleable at that age, that it would grow into this kind of flattened in the front and elongated in the back shape. According to the Oregon Historical Society, head flattening was common in the Americas. It was a status symbol, in fact, for the Chinookan people. They lived along the Columbia River in the Pacific Northwest. The process took 8 to 12 months, which is not dissimilar to the time frame for a full recovery from leg lengthening surgery. Coincidentally, height tends to be a status symbol in the U.S. A 2014 study found that shorter men were at greater risk for depression. While a different study found that taller men had more success on dating apps, where users are often asked to disclose their height. At what point did these procedures become more invasive? Has that gone hand in hand with advances in medical technology? Yeah, it really has. I mean, we do have records of plastic surgery for kind of reconstructive types of surgeries for millennia back into the ancient Egyptians. But as far as things like implantations and you know, more cosmetic procedures, that's definitely gone hand in hand with our advances in medical science, our abilities to um, use anesthesia effectively, the rise of antibiotics, and just new technologies that make the recovery time less and, and more tolerable for people. According to the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York, surgeries to lengthen bones actually started back in the 19th century to help correct uneven limbs But those early surgeries often came with complications. 
And then about 70 years ago, a Russian physician created something called the circular external fixator. It was a metal frame that wrapped around a patient's legs and was attached to the bone with wires that went right through the patient's skin. Now, that's not how the procedure is done anymore. The California man who had his legs lengthened had what doctors call a nail or a rod inserted inside the bone. It has gears in it, and over time, it gets a little longer by about a millimeter each day. So to reach that three-inch bump in height, it would take about 80 days, followed by months of stretching, physical therapy, and regular monitoring. And it costs about $75,000. Do you think more people have considered this over the past couple of years due to the pandemic, all the time at home, sitting around, thinking about it, looking in the mirror? I think that is fascinating. And yes, and I think it's not just looking in the mirror, but it's using Zoom. I think we've all seen each ourselves on camera um, in ways that we never have before. But yeah, being isolated and feeling disconnected and then facing that kind of re-entry into society after being kind of alone for a long time, I think definitely has affected that. It's funny you should mention that because I'm looking at myself right now on this Zoom call. I look terrible. <laughs> I've got to I got to get a tan or something. <laughs> Just think about how many times you take a picture of someone and say, well, I'm going to post that. No, don't post that. I look terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Has exactly. social media exacerbated this? Very much so. I mean, we certainly we have information for sure about how social media increases body dissatisfaction, particularly for young women, but also for men and and people of all ages, but that it has contributed a lot to increase in in eating disorders and things like that. You know, that's not the only factor, but it certainly doesn't help. Society places such value on physical appearances, always has, but it seems more so now with social media. That's not a healthy thing, is it? I don't think it's a healthy thing, no. No, it's not. It's in such pressure. If I think about what what it was like to be a young woman, a teenager, like to have that sort of pressure on you constantly must be incredibly difficult. So what would you tell someone who is considering some sort of body modification, some sort of major modification, not just a tattoo, but leg lengthening surgery, for example? I would say that it depends on kind of what the motivation is. I think for some people, it's an incredibly healing, positive experience. For other people, it might come from a place of um, more negativity or something like that. So I think exploring what their own motivations are for this, what they realistically hope will come out of it, how they would feel if it doesn't produce those results, that can give you some cues into kind of what really is my motivation here. But I, I think, you know, once, if people have really considered this, then I think by all means, if it's something that's going to enhance your life, I don't see any problem with it. As an anthropologist, as someone who has tracked this sort of thing through the past up to the present, do you ever stop and wonder what it'll be like 3000 years from now, what sort of things we'll be doing to ourselves? Absolutely. I mean, every year there's new, new technologies and new opportunities for, for changing the body. And I just, it's, it's interesting to imagine, especially as things have become more internal in terms of the alterations that we're making, are we going to get into, you know, genetic engineering? That's like, would be a form of body modification that's, you know, very different than what we see now, but maybe not so different actually. So yeah, it's, it'll be very interesting to see what kind of capabilities the human body can develop in the future. I'd just settle for some hair. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd be happy with that. By <laughs> Mike Rogers with News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me on Something Offbeat. This episode, written and produced by Lauren Berry and Chris Blake, with audio editing by Chris Blake, original music by Myron Kaplan, and editorial support from Cooper Mall. To keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends to check it out. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.